It's the VNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X92.9's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. It's Friday, September 16th, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Good long piss cast for you today. A good long, long one. So you don't miss us during the weekend. We're going to talk about why things are called the Cadillac of, of other things. Mm-hmm. The most common fast food chains in Alberta, Greenwashing, a Terry of the Month, but unlike other Terry's we've featured in the past, Shauna's changing up her fashion style and is apprehensive about it. I'm giving it a go. The Goat of Children's TV, songs you should not play in the waiting room of your psychiatrist's office. This happened to a friend of mine just recently. And in the back of this podcast, uh, we had a, a friend of mine in. He and his wife started a charity where they bring refugees over from Ukraine, and through the use of WestJet Buddy Passes, they've managed to get the cost per refugee down to 150 bucks. So if you donate 150 bucks, you can pull someone out of the out of the war zone that is Ukraine. Which is so incredible. Like that is such a small sum of money to get somebody out of Ukraine. To change someone's life, maybe yep. save someone's life. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk to him about how this came about and how they managed to do that if you're interested. But it was kind of cool because we actually recorded this yesterday put it on the air today and then he was texting me while it was airing and within five minutes after it went on the air he was watching their total go up and he said that our listeners had donated three thousand dollars in the first five minutes after it aired that is so awesome so i I don't even know what it's at now i imagine we'll get another update from him later but it was it's it's just so cool that the people who listen to the show are so generous and like they hear this and they're like hey i got 150 bucks let's you guys are the best let's do it Mm -hmm. so we love you. First, uh, we got this call from a friend of the show today, and it, it put a little jump in our steps, I would say. Pep in our steps. A little pep in our steps. Yep. Um, if you aren't from Ontario, or maybe you aren't old enough, but uh, there used to be a, a radio show out there hosted by Dean Blundell. Yeah. And he was his show was absolutely massive at the time. It was on 102.1 The Edge. When I was growing up uh, in Toronto, it was the show. It was the show to listen to. Everybody listened to it. It was just the, yeah, like the, the shit. So this call will make more sense then. I have been trying to get through to you guys for a while now. And I'm excited for this to happen. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I have been listening to you guys for numerous years when you guys were the afternoon show. And I believe you guys will get this reference. I think you guys are the new Dean Blundell show, if you remember that show in Toronto. Oh, wow. Shauna would remember it. Yeah. I I worked with Dean Blundell. Yeah, it. Uh, I think you guys are edgy. You guys are goddamn hilarious, and you just make my mornings. I mean, I can't listen to you now because I'm up north and the podcast. You guys are doing a great job. Man, man, that is. Did, did my mom pay you to say all yeah, this? Yeah, this is like, the nicest. So, wow, that's so nice, dude. Did somebody tell you I was having a rough go? Was like, all right, here's a script. Read this. It'll make their day on a Friday. Okay. Uh, yeah, it just so happens to be. But yeah, I know you guys are doing a great job. I mean, it uh, it reminds me of that show. Obviously, she's worked there, so she'll know what it means. Just um, keep it on, you know. Yeah, that Man, is well, awesome. Thank you so much. That that yeah, that what a way to go into the weekend. That is awesome. I'll, I'll be I'll be ten feet tall. Yep. <laughs> I'll be walking with a little a little foof in my stuff. You know, <laughs> my long ass crack is gonna be just wave wagging back there. <laughs> Oh, man. VNS in 20 minutes or less. I was reading this article yesterday about how UFO sightings in Alberta are abnormally high in comparison to other places. Really? Yeah. 
We've got a big UFO hotspot here, apparently. The UFOs that's, like to hover around here. That's cool. I like that. I do, too. I was trying to think of why that might be, though. Like, oh, I think we know why. Well, <laughs> I mean, I was I was like, logistically, if you thought about this, okay, is it... Is it because we have a lot of dark sky, you know? like we Don't think it's that. No. Wide open spaces? <laughs> nope. Nope. We're more populated than Saskatchewan or Manitoba. Bunch of drunk Terry's there who think is. they're seeing some weird things yeah. in the sky. Is that what it is? It's Terry. Terry's had a few too many buds. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Terry got into the bud heavies. Yeah. And he's out there in the bush. He's trying to like close one eye to see. Wait, wait. That's three lights. <laughs> that's Terry. That's, that's just one light, though. It's, it's plain, just, Terry. It's, it's plain. Yeah. It's that you're seeing nope, multiples right all. now. You're a little too drunk. <laughs> She's moving all weird. <laughs> nope. That's a that's a plane. I'm kind of turned on by it. You think I can hit that? Although, I mean, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, rural Ontario, yeah. rural BC. Tons of Terry's there, too. Tons of Terry's. As many Terry's as we have. For so sure. I wonder why. So. Yeah, maybe the aliens also know that this is God's country. Okay. So, I mean, if you're going to make the trip all the way here... Mm. Saskatchewan, you though, here. you call Saskatchewan God's country. That's real God's country. So, I'll let you in on a little secret, Shauna. Yeah, it's all His country. You'll notice that no matter where we're talking about, God doesn't discriminate. I refer to that as God's country. That's fair, but again, then why pick here? If God has all it's of the country, country, it's all God's. Country. It's so beautiful, Alberta. It's, yeah, it's the best province in Canada. No, well, it's come best. all you come all this way from space. And you're going to want to see the best, right? That's true. Okay. People so don't. They're coming here. <laughs> the aliens are just coming to hover around. Maybe they just, yeah, they want to, they want to watch the Terriers too. Yeah, like. You know, people don't go to Paris and hang out near a dumpster. They go see the Louvre. They see true. the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. They see the Arc de Triumphs. I mean, the Paris of the Prairies, again, though, is, is Saskatoon, not here. So, why wouldn't they go check that out? Maybe they do. Maybe it's not populated enough. Mm. Maybe we walk that fine line between enough Terries I see. to see, but still makes it still dark enough that you can, right? Because if there are too many people who would see it, then they could potentially well, identify it. Then yeah. it's, a, it's not a UFO anymore; it's an IFO. <laughs> okay, <laughs> they blow their cover. That's uh, right. Okay. That's right. I'm glad we've gone to the bottom of this. B and S in 20 minutes or less. My friend texted me yesterday from the waiting room at his psychiatrist's office. He was waiting to see the psychiatrist. Yep. And he said, there's a radio on here and it's playing Mad World by Gary Jules. Oh my God. <laughs> he's, he's like, I don't... I, I don't in your psychiatrist's In the psychiatrist's office. office. Mm, that's a good one. And I'm Fitting. sure they just had like some yeah, middle of the road radio station yep. on and it just happened to come on. Oh, that's... But that's just unfortunate, isn't it? That's really like, unfortunate. You can't, be, you can't be doing that. Mm-mm, you can't no. be doing it. can't be playing Mad World at nah. the psychiatrist's office. No. There are several songs that would apply There's to. There's a lot of them, Yeah. Yeah. Can we do the top songs not to play at your therapist's office? Yeah. You want to kick it off, Shauna? Or you had- this one's kind of an honorable mention, but just every time I hear this song, it just makes me really sad. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Like, t- this song just... Like, this is a, an it's elevated even, one, but the... a sadder version of it, I think. Yeah, it's just... But uh, any of them, that song, when it comes on, it just makes me really sad. Oof. Yeah, the first one I thought of was, of course... Does that make me crazy? Also shouldn't play at the psychiatrist's office. No, no, this one again, just just too depressing. For- right, like, yeah. you don't want to 
share that when you're waiting either. Can't play any of the saddest songs in the world there, can you? Nope. nope. Um, Your boyfriend will like this one. Can't play that one. No, you can't. Uh, this one, I'm sorry. I, for some reason, went down the vein of just the saddest songs oh. to hear that you just don't <laughs> want to. So here. You have been the one. You have been the one for me. Goodbye, my lover. Like, no. Goodbye, my friend. No. no. Some of these are a little retail rocky almost, aren't oh, they? That, you know what? That does they extend put me in, they yep. put me in the same mood. Yeah, it's true. So I, I clearly went a different direction than you, but. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You cannot be playing Crazy Train, Psychiatrist's nope. Office. Nope. Or nope. like Crazy in Love by Beyonce nope. or Narwhal Sparkly's Cra- Yeah. None of that. None of that. You can't be doing that. Uh, this one as well. I don't want to be playing this one. I hurt myself today. Like. To see if I still feel. You just don't want to hear that one. And we play that song, so yep. I mean, if they had X on, yeah. the waiting room at the psychiatrist. You've got to be taking that, that out of the good. playlist for sure. Yeah, no, that's apparently that song's about scuba diving, though. So that's actually kind of fun. Well, so yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know. Depends how you interpret it. He did, really he does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about this one? Yeah, no. No. Don't no, play no, that nothing, one. Nothing with crazy or. Definitely don't play this one. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And those are the top songs not to play at the psychiatrist or therapist's office. Yeah. BNS in 20 minutes or less. Have we talked about the GOAT of children's shows yet? The greatest children's show of all time? I don't believe we have. Which is ridiculous. I was watching something yesterday and they were like listing off a bunch of children's shows and I was like, oh my God, I don't know if we've done this, but I feel like we need to. I'm down. There I think are so it's, many. There are so many. I think it's going to depend heavily on two things. When you grew up and where you grew up. Okay. Because different shows air in Canada than mm-hmm. air in the United States. Our yeah. parents grew up with different shows than we did. I don't know. I feel like we can get to the bottom of this. I think, yeah, there, yeah. I think there's a clear number one. Yeah. I'm wondering uh, if it's the same as... Would it be Sesame Street? Yeah, it's Sesame Street. It's okay. got to be Sesame Street, I yeah. think. I yeah. thought about some of the others. Like, you know, in Canada, a lot of people grew up watching Mr. Dress Up. I was going to say, Mr. Dress Up would be huge in, in for me personally, right? Yep. Like that one, Full House even. Would you call it a kid's show? Hmm, maybe that's a... Is that a tween show? Probably Yeah, more it's more of like young family adult. TV. Yeah, you're right. What Spe- about Rugrats? I love... That was my favorite show when I was little. Yeah, it was a huge one. Um, But then I also watched like Barney... Man, Barney was soft, wasn't he? I hated he? Barney. Did you? Was he too soft? I was, yeah. Like I, was I was never soft. a fan of Barney. I always was, I was a Sesame Street kid and I was proud of it. I was like, Barney is, yeah, he's way too soft. Mm-hmm. That's for the soft babies, the <laughs> soft as baby poop. Also grew up with like lamb chops. Um, yeah. Yeah, what lamb else? chops is a big one. Flintstones, I was thinking. Ooh, like, okay. It's been around for a very long time too, right? Yeah, has it ever? Mm-hmm. And of the cartoons from that, Era, because that was a Hanna Barbara, wasn't it? Yes. Like along with like the Jetsons yep. and Yogi Bear, and the Flintstones would be the, the big one. Yeah, the Flintstones yeah. would be the. Bi- Flintstones is a good answer. Yes. Yes. And then I thought about like 
Mr. Rogers was huge, and he was on TV for many years. Never liked Mr. Rogers. Ooh, watch yourself. Yeah, didn't like him. Watch no, yourself. Mr. Dress Up was my guy. No, we've talked about this before. I know it's an unpopular opinion. Didn't like Mr. Rogers. That so. is an unpopular opinion. You're going to get yourself in trouble weirded here. Weirded me out, man. There's something about him that was just a little off. Okay. Is the uh, way he changed his shoes and his sweaters. Maybe the internet will not like that. I know he is like the guy on the internet. Oh yeah, we've beloved. I've provoked this on the air before, and I'm I stick to it regardless of the hate that I got last time I will I will stick to it Mr. Rogers something about him like the time that I said Weird. that Robert Munch was a one hit wonder and yeah. like people were ready to kill me mm-hmm. remember That's I stand by that this, and I stand by this one Mr. Rogers mm. <laughs> rustling Jimmy is on a Friday here what about Felix do you remember Felix the cat or Popeye yeah the I remember old, those old ancient like I remember those being on TV and they you could just tell like they were so old the animation was old but yeah. and like the early Popeye was racist as all heck oh yeah You're, you can still find some of those episodes online can you like, oh this was on TV at one point hey, I'm sure Felix would be the same changed. anything would not fly anymore that was back then but, but I don't think any of them hold a candle to Sesame Street Sesame Street is the oh, the, the ghost yeah because it was on forever it, mm-hmm. it had that weird moment where it was Sesame Park right for a bit kind of like when Kiss took off their makeup it was sort of the same thing kind of like when Smashing Pumpkins tried Zwan. Anyway, yeah, just bad. That was their Sesame bad departures. Park era. It was, yeah. And they're like, what are we doing? We're yep. Sesame Street. We yes. are the greatest children's TV show of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the characters, the messages, it, it was it on is, forever. Educational, so parents loved it. Yeah, okay. It's got to be Sesame, Sesame Street, Street or Sesame Park, but mm-hmm. Sesame Street. Not Mr. Rogers. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I feel like this is a reminder that we need to issue periodically. And I'm doing it now. Okay. So a friend posted a screenshot of a text that she received from a political party. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those texts, I think we've probably all got them at some point, where it's like, hi, this is Sarah from the blank party. Can we count on your support or something like that? Or yep. I forget what the wording changes, but that, that's the format of the text. It's someone's name who works with the party. Right. And they're wondering how you feel about, about something. And I was thinking... We're likely to start seeing these in the next few months as we have an election in the province here in the spring. That's why I bring it up now. Because mm-hmm. people always have two reactions to these types of texts. The first is, they're kind of like, well, how, how did they get my number? It's right. Like, because you give your phone number out all over the place. Yep. That, that's why. Mm-hmm. And people will say, no, no, I don't. I'm careful. And like, yeah, I'm careful too. Like, I don't give my phone number at the till if I'm making a purchase if I don't have to. I don't enter it into apps unless it's absolutely necessary. But my phone number is still out there yes. dozens and dozens of times. It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how they got your phone number. Yeah. So people, I, I get that it kind of feels intrusive, but like you got to think from our par- parents' generation, they would, the party would just call the home phone because you were listed in the phone book, right? Yes. Yep. So this is our version of that. You, you knock on doors, you know? Yeah, they come to your house. That still happens. Yep. You gave your phone number out. That's how they got it. Uh, reaction number two people have when they get these types of texts is that they will respond with what they feel is a real witty and biting reply. Yeah. And then they'll take a screenshot mm-hmm. and they'll show it to everyone. Yeah. Because it says, you know, I don't like this party and I'm going to tell them. post up on Facebook. (laughs) What I think about them. Aren't I clever? Man, I saw one of these recently, Beckler, and it was somebody who just said like a swear word back and was like, this is fun. Yeah, it was honestly just, and then they posted it. And I'm like, really? I'm like, you realize that you are arguing with an automation program, right? Yes. There is no Sarah from the blank party. There is no Kate from the blank party. No. This is a program that just, Mass texts people, yep. and you felt like you really scored a point against you feel like a computer. You really hurt them. Sarah, Sarah's she's upset now. 
Oh, man. Oh, Sarah's going to have, she's going to think twice about her job now. I think I might resign. Yep. Thanks to this this clever young man Guys, and his text. Guys, off. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. He doesn't post this on his Facebook, because then I'd be very embarrassed. Man. It's yep. not real. Mm. You're fighting with nobody. Yep. You look like a goober. This is a good reminder. Uh, thank you for this, because yes. it's true. Yeah. They got your number because you give it to everyone. Yep. And your, your response clever is, reply is doing nothing. You're fighting with, with not a real person. The, yeah. <laughs> the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I bought a pair of wide leg mom jeans, Beckler. You did it, hey? I'm going out on a fashion limb here. These pants, of course, we've talked before, have been in style for quite some time now, and I've refused. Are you wearing them right now? No. Oh. I'm I'm actually wearing another pair, though, that are the top mom jeans, but they're not the super wide leg. Go take a look at this. Look at how high these are. Oh, yeah. See what I mean? And you got one of them tall asses. So you're, they have their work cut out for them, don't well, they? Well, they actually fit quite nicely because of that. I think they're too tall. Uh, I have a long ass crack. We've discussed this yeah. length before. You I come do. from a family uh, of tall asses, I do. Right? Yeah, yeah, our tall asses appear. My, my dad's always is exposed. He has to wear suspenders to protect his tall ass. Anyway. Stretching back generations. Yes, many, stretching many up your a tall back ass. Too, yes. So. I don't know what it is about our, our lineage and why that became the survival factor that we all got, <laughs> Yeah, we survive better with tall asses in this family. Okay. Anyway, um, I'm, I'm, you know, it's it's tough though because I did. I, I finally bought them, and I'm like, I've got to get into the next fashion thing. I do, but you can't go venture into a new fashion if you're not overly confident in it. Do you notice this? No, you can't. You can't let those clothes wear you. People can you, sniff that out from yes. a mile away. Like if you don't. <laughs> Have confidence in what you're wearing. Like somebody down the street is going to say something or it's going to just, it's, it's going to mortify you and you're never going to wear them again. Yep. I actually was practicing last night in the new pants. I had to walk around in them and like check out the mirrors and be like, no, you can, you can do this. You can strut in those mom jeans. Yeah, you can. <laughs> you had to find your new pants energy? Yes, I did. I had to walk around and just make sure that I was okay in them before I could display them to the world. Cause it's weird. It's like your, what changes it? Your, your vibes change. There's something about it where people can tell. I completely agree. It's like oh, it's like my friend I've told you about who will say, "Is that shirt new?" And you're like, "Yeah." How do you know? Ah, oh, you're wearing it like it's new. Oh, <laughs> how, how did you know that? Yeah, see that. Seen you forever. Somebody said that to me. I'd be like, "Yeah, those jeans new." No. Yeah, you're wearing them like it. Wearing ah! them like they're new. <laughs> I gotta go home and change now. Oh man, I gotta take these off and I can't wear them again. But you're right. It 100 percent comes down to confidence. Yeah. Like. You it's know, weird. A fella can wear a dress if he wears it confidently, yep. right? Like it's it's all about how you feel it's and how you carry yourself. And that's like, the thing. And that's why I think I don't latch on to fashion so because I just I can't get that confidence for the next thing. Like these tall ass pants. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Luckily, it's just you in here, and you haven't judged me yet. But you can't really see them because I'm wearing a big coat over top. But and if I, I don't, if I, even, I don't come in and check your legs right away. That's yeah, true. Uh, Everything's good. How's that tall right, ass? Get still, <laughs> still hidden in those pants. Good. How's the weather up there, Shauna's ass? V and S in 20 minutes or less. You can't even buy skinny jeans anymore. They're probably at Talbot's now. That's where you're going to find them. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, I totally believe it. Yeah. Yeah, like you just can't find them. It's all it's all the wide leg mom jeans, short mom jeans. You go into some cool store and <laughs> some snotty 16-year-old girl is like, oh, you want Talbot's. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm like, only wear huge jeans now. They're huge. Well, excuse me, pardon me, as I try to get through this doorway and I can't because your jeans are so goddamn wide. Like, honestly, they're massive. <laughs>
They take up a lot of real estate. <laughs> that does suck, though, when you start to realize how far how far behind you're being left yeah. with your fashion choices. Yeah, just in the dust. And yeah. Dust, you know? And then you have, a, uh, you have a predicament that you're facing because do you try to dress like you're younger? Because that often doesn't look good. Nope. Or do you continue to wear what you've always worn yeah. till the end of time? And then, yeah, the, the Talbot's display case is going to have your exact outfit You're in like, it. Damn, that's me. Yeah, that's... <laughs> that's... Yeah, cool. Cool. It has a brooch on it. Oh, crap. V and S in 20 minutes or less. I'd like to nominate a Terry of the Month if I could. Please do. We've only had one so far, I think. We have for the month of September. Yeah. This one is a bit different, though. Okay. Because normally we nominate people who are displaying real Terry behavior. Terryisms. Yeah, which mm-hmm. mostly isn't good behavior. It's just like, yeah, you're being a, kind of a Terry here, right? Yeah. But we're also we've also nominated great Terrys. Terryist. Yeah. Yeah. That's sorry. true. We've also nominated great Terrys in the past. Though. We have. We dubbed Terry Fox the greatest Terry of all time. Yep. Uh, I think actually today is the Terry Fox run at my kid's school. So shout out to the greatest Terry of all time, Terry Fox. Yes. Um. But there was a. Th- this one is more like that. It's a great Terry. There was a thread on Reddit the other day asking which living person would be closest to a modern day Albert Einstein, and many people responded with uh, this one dude. He's an Australian American mathematician named Terence Tao. Okay. And Terence Tao is incredible. So his whole family are geniuses by the sounds of it, but he's like next level. He passed the math section of the SATs when he was eight years old. What? Yeah. Those. <laughs> Kids like that freak me right out. The child prodigy? That is terrifying. Yeah, okay. So, so these days, he's a professor at UCLA, and he's considered to be one of the greatest mathematicians of our time. And there's a quote from a famous Princeton mathematician named Charles Pfefferman, and he said that for other mathematicians, if they get stuck on a really hard problem, one solution to get out of it is to try to get Terence Tao interested in it, because he'll figure it out. Just call Terry. <laughs> That's right. He, go, call he goes t- by Terry. No. Yes. That's where that's uh, it's where I was headed. He, so, yeah. His name is Terrence, but he goes by Terry. Because we've talked about how Terrence is the elevated version of Terry, but he actually Terry. goes he goes by he Terry. Goes by oh, Terry. Okay, Terry Tao. Even better. Terry Tao. Yeah. He's. The, I mean, you can read a lot about this guy. He's super impressive. His wife is also brilliant. She works for uh, the Jet Propulsion Laboratory for NASA. Okay. Um, families like that just weird me out. That like that is just. Yeah. You're just. You're something else. You're, yeah. You're just Although, like, if your whole family is a genius, I, I think I'd prefer that over just your kid being uh, like a, a prodigy. Because then, how do you even discipline a child when they take the SATs and they graduate the math part on when they're eight? And you're like, you're smarter than I am. You tell me your discipline, okay? Like, yeah. Like if your kid was Terry Tao, yeah, it's gonna be tough. It would be so tough. How do you? Like, I'm how do you smarter parents, than you. And you're like, yeah, right? you are. At eight <laughs> years old, you're way smarter than I am, Terry. Damn it. <laughs> That wow. would be a problem, yeah. So maybe you do need to be in a family full of geniuses. So it's you're better that way. Everyone's on the same level then, right? But, but a Terry, a genius Terry. A genius. Prodigious Terry. Mathematician Terry. Yeah. Professor Terry Tao. Professor, T- oh man. What oh, that's Terry. good. Terry of the Month. One of yeah. its, one of, a Terry of the Month nominee. Love it. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. So a hot new buzzword right now is greenwashing. Have you heard this word being tossed around? Yeah. When you were away one time, I talked about this. Okay. So, I gave some examples of like real greenwashed ads and stuff. Yeah. And this is, for those who don't know, is just the act of a brand or a company claiming that they're committing to the environment and are more sustainable or whatever else, but in... In practice, they actually aren't. A lot of the EV advertising is this, right? Uh-huh. Like, if you uh-huh. buy an EV, you'll save the world. It's like, well, yeah. not necessarily. 
But I mean, I feel like it's happening absolutely everywhere. Like, I feel like all kinds of companies are just using buzzwords to talk about how they are, you know, helping the environment. But really, I hate to say it, 99.99% of the time it comes down to money with these companies. We know that, right? Like, so they're going to say whatever they they have to or use whatever buzzwords they need to to make people think that they are doing better things for the environment, hoping that it means that you're just going to buy their stuff, right? But in reality, the practice isn't really happening in a lot of cases. I have said for years that like big companies will make serious shifts to environmentally sound practices when it makes financial sense to do so. Yes. That's when you'll really see a change. Yeah, yeah. And the, the few companies who are doing that and are taking a bit of a loss in doing it, those are the companies that we should be praising because it's very rare and it is it takes a lot to do that. It's funny, though, I was reading about one of the examples of greenwashing from back in 2018, and I didn't see this when it happened, but Nestle was part of it. And what happened of is... Of all companies, hey. Yes. And they, <laughs> they released a statement back in 2018 saying that they had ambitions for their packaging to be 100% recyclable by 2025. Okay. And then they didn't release any way on how they were planning to do that or anything else. They just, that was the blanket statement. We have ambitions to make our packaging environmentally friendly by 2025. Cool. And everybody was like, uh, okay, and, and, and how are you doing this? And they completely exposed them. And f- Didn't have then, a plan, didn't? They had no plan. They really just, they just said that because, again, it sounds good, right? And now they've got to try to bury the search results on Google. Like, if yes. you're like, what was that promise Nestle made? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because a whole bunch of people were like, you are an idiot. You've said nothing about how you're going to do that, and now you've been called on it. They're like, whoopsies, we just we thought that just saying that was good enough. Well, governments can do that too, yeah. right? They'll be like, we're going to be... Totally. We're going to meet these, you know, emission standards by the year 2050, and everyone's like... And it's like, but the, you can say that all you want, but how? How? And is if you the make question. if you make a promise far enough in the future, it's not going to be this government that's around to, to see it through. Yes, no one will remember by then. That's nope. a, it's a lifetime from now. And the the hilarious thing with Nestle is they didn't even say we're going to do it. They said we have ambitions to. Yeah, which is even more vague. vague. We've got some ambitions <laughs> to maybe do something in the future. At our house, Shauna, uh, yes. we have ambitions to be entirely green by the year 2050. Yes. What do you think of that? Yeah, that's, 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 that's huge. Backward. Good that's, for me, hey? That's a huge yeah, step a forward. Yeah. V and S in 20 minutes or less. Do you know that Calgary has the second most number of fast food chains of cities in Canada? So it goes number one is, is Toronto and number two is Calgary. And this isn't per capita? This nope. is just in general? In so general. we have more yeah. fast food chains than Montreal, Vancouver? According to this, yes. Bigger yes. cities than us? Well, yeah. We're a fast food hub here. Wow. And I was trying to think of why. I was like, is it because we're, you know, a lot of us are working and on the road and take, need like fast food to go as opposed to maybe more office jobs in some of those bigger cities? I'm not sure. It's a good question. I know when I lived in Lloyd Minster, yeah. there were several fast food locations there that claimed to be the busiest of their chain in Canada. Mm-hmm. And I think that was just like the nature of the work around there. Totally. A lot of people who are like, let's just grab something and And I think get that's back what it is, right? Yeah. And then places like Montreal pride themselves on, well, they'll go out for a lunch at a fancy place or something mm-hmm. versus going to take some fast food or they'll try the elevated fast food that maybe, you know, doesn't necessarily yeah, you're qualify too as a chain. You're saying you're too good to diesel a yeah, couple cheeseburgers at lunch? That's... Lunch snobs. That's, That's what they are. They're lunch snobs. Okay. Uh, I actually got reading on some data though too uh, on the top chains in Alberta, and I found this kind of interesting. What What would you say would be the top chain we have in Alberta? What do you mean top? Uh, like the number one? How many? How many locations we have? Oh, I think 
I think like Subway wins for Tim sure. Tim Hortons beats out Subway. There are more Tim Hortons locations than Subway locations? There's 399 Tim Hortons in Alberta and 390 Subway. So it's damn close. Wow. That surprises me because yep. every small town has a Subway. I know. Not every small town has a Tim Hortons. That's only something you get when you get big enough. But I think the bigger um, t- like cities probably have less Subways perhaps than other like... I mean, true. We have a crap ton of Tim Hortons here. Yeah, really yeah that's true. So... Perhaps that's why. What would you say would go after those two? Tim Hortons, Subway, and then what? Starbucks? Yeah. Yeah, 281 Starbucks. I was shocked. I thought that there'd be more McDonald's, but... It's, I know it's expensive to open a McDonald's. Oh, okay. So that would be why. Yeah, like a, to become a, to become like a Subway franchisee, I think is they make it very easy mm-hmm. for you to... Uh, like there aren't such strict requirements as to what the building has to be like. Well, it makes sense because, yeah, you see a lot of Subways that are in random gas stations or dilapidated houses and you're like, that's a Subway? It's in like a sheet metal building on yep. the side of the highway, whereas like McDonald's are always... You're right. A bit more a of a giant establishment, right? really so, is. Yeah, okay, that makes sense then. Because yeah, go Starbucks, then McDonald's. What would you say after that? A and W. No, Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen. A lot of Dairy Queens as well. We have 164 Dairy Queens in the province. Okay. Yeah, and then down from that, KFC. KFC. Yep. Beats out A and W. Yeah. A and W isn't even registered on this top what? ten. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay. Couple pizza places are though. Got to make sure. What would be the, this isn't the pizza chat, but what would be the most dominoes? Yes. Yeah. They seem to be more common than like a Pizza Hut or a 73 or yeah. a. Yeah. Domino's is up there. Uh, although Papa John's. Pizza Hut is close. Pizza Hut is right behind Domino's, which I also found shocking because I don't see a ton of Pizza Huts, it seems, anymore. But I guess it's because they're all those kind of small store ones instead of the big buildings now. You're right. They're Pizza Hut Wing Street locations. Yes. Whereas yeah, they're a little more subtle. You, you always know which building used to be a Pizza Hut, yes. right? Yeah. And there's lots that are now like rough bars or pharmacies or, you know, like... For, for sure. And they still always, have the hut. And you're like, that's... You can't disguise that. That's not you? where I'm going to go for a nice Sunday. <laughs> the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I caught myself saying that's the Cadillac of snowboards yesterday. Then I got thinking, how did Cadillac get so lucky as to be used to reference the best of anything? Yeah, that's a pretty desirable brand position, isn't it? No kidding. Like, anybody talking about, seriously, the best of anything will say, that's the Cadillac of that. And I'm like, this is a saying that, Cadillac, how did they get that? How did they become the standard, the gold standard for everything? I wonder, did they push that deliberately? I don't or? know. I was looking into it. I was trying to figure out, like, was it a marketing ploy that they had back then that kind of just stuck? Or is there? I, did you find an answer? I didn't find an answer. And I don't know how it came to be. And I'm, don't get me wrong. I understand. Cadillacs are good cars. But, like, there's lots of good cars out there. Lots of good vehicles. There are even better vehicles, right? Right. So why did Cadillac become... I have a guess. Okay. And it's just a guess. I don't know if it's right or not. But, I mean, we, yeah, like these days you can you can buy, in terms of luxury vehicles, you can buy a Cadillac. You yeah. can buy an Acura. You can be a, buy a Mercedes. You can buy a, you know, a Ferrari. But mm-hmm. back then, like if you go back far enough, it was probably mostly domestic vehicles on the roads here. Right. So Cadillac probably would have had a much tighter grip on the luxury vehicle okay. market before mm-hmm. like we were flooded with vehicles from all over the world that are also good. So But even still, like how did it transition to that meaning the gold standard of everything? Like so yeah, many companies and could be used for that, right? Like any company from any different type of genre or, or, right. or market, whatever. Why do we say that's the Cadillac of snowboards yeah. instead of that's the Rolex of snowboards? Honestly. Or that's, yeah. Like it is, that is the highest honor 
Can you imagine like being compared? That's what they use. Like, could somebody be the Beckler and Shauna of things? Imagine our names being honored as like the best of things. How awesome would that be? You couldn't pay for that. No, you can't. Be the very best, you just very can't. best marketing you could ever do. And they are re- like reaping the benefits to this day. And how long have we been saying that? It's just, it's a very strange thing. It is. Cadillac, man. I don't know how you scored that, but good for you. VNS in 20 minutes or less. Joined in studio by a good friend of mine, Michael Garnett, who, along with his wife, Rebecca, have started a pretty impressive charity called Help from Canada, where you can you can bring a Ukrainian refugee here for only $150. Mike's going to explain that. It's good to have you here, Mike. Thank you so much. Can you give us a bit of background on why you felt moved to do something when Ukraine was attacked? Well, my history is... Uh, I grew up in Saskatoon with Ukrainian roots. Uh, my family's Ukrainian, and I actually am a former professional hockey player. I played one year in the NHL, but then I played 10 years over in Russia, and I learned the Russian language. Uh, I know the culture intimately, um, and it's very similar to Ukrainian. So on February 24th, when I saw uh, Russia attack Ukraine, uh, my people, um, I just... I was devastated. I, I had a sick feeling in my stomach and I just, I knew I had to do something. And how did you decide that this is the way to do it? How was this the avenue that you chose to, to help people? It's been a long process. My wife and I first went over uh, to the border in Poland and helped shuttle refugees from just to like literally walk across the border and we'd take them to the humanitarian aid centers or the train station wherever they needed we had a big nine passenger van uh did that for the entire month of april and then uh, we had some very generous friends who wanted to help us out we were all self-funded um but they wanted to contribute so we got about twelve thousand dollars we came back to canada we took that money back and went into ukraine in may uh spent that made some contacts there just supplying those uh you know inside in lviv uh orphanages humanitarian aid centers things like that and then on the way back from that uh my wife uh she was checking her messages, junk mail, things like that. And there was a message in there about somebody who, who was helping fly people over using, um, you know, passes that were donated by uh, WestJet staff. And, and she thought, hey, this is a, an amazing idea. I wonder if we can get involved. So that's kind of how we got involved in, in the transport of, of the Ukrainian refugees. How many people have you brought over so far? Uh, we have six on flights uh, today. Holy and that brings us up to 198 so far. Wow. So uh, if you look at the entire government of Canada, they chartered three planes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we're already at, you know, a third of that wow. just with just our little organization. And, so And your generous um, donors. Yeah, it's it's incredible. We ha- we have another about three hundred passes that uh, we we have to use before December fifteenth, and and you know that's why we're doing kind of a big push right now. We have a a little bit of a urgency because if we don't use those passes, then uh, those people don't come over. So uh, we're trying to raise uh, you know one hundred and fifty dollars times three hundred. Mm-hmm. You can do the math. It's about you know. uh, we have left. It's a wild thought to think that for like like 150 bucks, you you could spend it on something stupid or you could pull someone out of a war zone. You literally have a whoopsie at a bar uh, and that's how much you're (laughs) going to spend or you could bring someone, yes. Yeah, it's crazy. And, and, you know, if you're thinking of getting involved, it's, it's, you don't have to, donate $150. You can donate $10. You can donate $5. It it all adds up. But yeah, it, it's incredible. We're meeting these people at the Calgary airport. Um, we have people that have been here for a month now and, you know, they're having us over their houses for dinner 
and you see the difference in them they're in such shock when they arrive and you know they're they're good hard-working people and you know a military came in and invaded and started dropping bombs in their homes and now to be given a chance to live in a country like Canada which I think a lot of us take for granted um, it, it's just an absolute life-changing experience for them so you're right uh, to, to have that feeling and to be able to change someone's life for 150 bucks like we're very proud of that um, I know a lot of charitable giving can feel impersonal and uh, you know it kind of goes into this big uh, bureaucratic mess uh, one thing that we're incredibly proud of is 100% of that money is going to these people we're my wife and I and our board of directors we're we're covering the administrative administrative costs there's no red tape there's nothing it's uh, it's all going straight to the people what, what kind of people are you bringing over are they families are they single people young old yeah we've got everything uh, you know it's mostly it's mostly women and children um, a lot of the men uh, have to stay to for the war effort we, we've seen everything we we just had our first uh, couple that was pregnant they they came over in August they just had their baby on Sunday really uh, we're, we're gonna meet the baby tomorrow so it's it's just incredibly moving experience and you know one of the it's the most rewarding thing I've done in my life so for people who want to help you guys out and bring more people over how do they do that our website it's help from Canada org, uh, right on there. Like, if you're sitting here listening to this, just look at your phone, punch it in. Helpfromcanada.org. Help All our information's there. There'll be a pop up there that uh, you know gives you a link to donate. You literally change someone's life. So, uh, if you can afford to, uh, you know, it, it's going to go in a good place. Um, at this point, we have, uh, like I said, 300 of these buddy passes that are they're going to expire on December 15th. We we have plenty of those. Uh, we're, we're hoping we'll be able to use the ones we have. But if you you know, I know there are a ton of WestJet employees in this town. There m- might be a lot listening. Again, there's there's instructions on how to donate your buddy passes if if you think that you're not going to use them uh, on our website, HelpFromCanada.org, and uh, you know we'll we'll do everything we can to bring as many people over as we can. Michael Garnett from Help from Canada. Thank. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. You've been listening to the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X929. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X929.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS and 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.